All right, and welcome to this week's episode of Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host and Tanner File. This episode is brought to you by BetUS.com, a.k.a. America's Sportsbook. Tanner, great to be here with you. How you doing, man? I'm good, Casey. I had the week off for my last job, so I feel like I got to really catch up on the NBA. Watched a bunch of basketball this weekend. Yeah, man. Or this, yeah. Not this weekend, this week. Yeah, nice and refreshed, though, and I'm glad to hear that because there is so much to look at as far as the NBA season goes. Like you said, we're really trying to catch up for the stuff we haven't talked about in the first half of the season. It's time to revisit Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns because we kind of glanced over it. We talked about it whenever it first kind of happened, but it's kind of a big deal, okay? This is kind of a big deal, and we have to revisit this and kind of talk about what our expectations are. You know, when you put together a team like this with all the talent that they have in Phoenix, what are our expectations for this season and moving forward in Phoenix And then last week, we talked a lot in length about the Lakers, right? We we kind of bought into the Lakers, Tanner, you and I. We said, hey, you know, we like what the Lakers did. The trading deadline, I still do. LeBron is determined. And uh, we think they're going to make the playoffs. Well, what do you know? LeBron to miss significant time. We're going to give you guys our reactions to that. Eh, 23 most most important games. They're going on a deep. Maybe he thinks they're going on a deep playoff run. Is that, is that the 23 games he's mentioning? The 23 most important games of his career? Are, are, they the, are they the last 23 games of his career? I don't know. What's happening? Because he's not playing in them. That's for sure. So how important truly are they? We're going to give you guys our reactions. Clearly, we have some sort of feelings towards it. And then to wrap things up here in the first half, another thing we have strong opinion opinions towards. Yo, I call it really quickly the battle. Okay, the battle of the triple-double, okay, is what we're kind of calling it. Jokic versus Westbrook. Is it the same thing? Different both guys, you know, Jokic averaging a triple-double this season. Westbrook known for that, obviously. A lot of comparisons happening right now. We're going to weigh in who wins the battle of the triple-double. And then second half of the show, Tanner, we're still slinging that thing, right? We still got some football going on. Yeah, the... Chicago Bears think they are going to possibly trade the number one overall pick. Yeah, they also think there are reports that they're they could be trading Justin Fields. Yeah, so obviously with all of the NFL gathered in Indianapolis this week for the combine, trade yeah. rumors are going to be going crazy. So we're going to kind of debate what we would do if we were Chicago. What we think the best move is for them. And then to wrap up the show, Aaron Rodgers has come out of his cave. He has seen his shadow, and <laughs> he has a decision to make on whether or not he wants to come play football for the Green Bay Packers for, like, $60 million or whatever it is. So I'm sure the answer is yes. Eight more so weeks of sparks, winter. So that kind of sparks <laughs> a, li- a little more quarterback carousel oh. questions. Talked a little bit about Derek Carr. A few weeks ago, yeah. and now we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers this week. Yeah, fun stuff. What do you know? It's an off season, and Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have some sort of drama going on. Uh, what do you know? We're going to talk about it. And thought we're going to put it to bed, though. You know, this is an every an every week kind of thing. We're going to put it to bed. Give you our our thoughts on it. But oh yeah, oh yeah, Kevin Durant was traded, and he's now a Phoenix Sun. He's a Phoenix Sun. Feels weird. Is he? He hasn't, he hasn't played yet. Tomorrow, so we're recording this on a Tuesday, as you guys are all familiar with. It's uh, Reportingly, he is making his debut Wednesday. I think it's against Charlotte. So that's a great game to debut, okay, against the Charlotte Hornets, who are a bottom three, four team in basketball. Like, yeah, great time to do it. No one's going to be watching that game. No defense is going to be played. It's gonna it, That is a freebie. That's a gimme right there, so... Let's break it. Let's break it down. We're going to be seeing him in the Phoenix Sun jersey for the first time. And, you know, with that comes expectation. So he's joining a team that, if you remember, because people don't remember this because they went out in such like in flames in the playoffs, they won like over 60 games last year. Like this was a phenomenal basketball team. And you know it. They went to the NBA finals 
the year before, went off against your Milwaukee Bucks. So they went to the finals. They won the West. They won 60 games. And then now they have Kevin Durant. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I think some people were calling this a super team move that Kevin Durant likes to do, like how he went to the Warriors and then he just tried to make a super team in uh, Brooklyn that never mm-hmm. actually all saw the field. I mean, Hell saw apart. the court at the same time. Mm-hmm. And people are kind of trying to debate that if that's what Phoenix is. I don't think it is. Phoenix to me doesn't have super team vibes to it, but I think they could be the best team in the NBA. But they're not a super team, you know. I just want to not quite. No, say it's that. not. It's not like all guys in their primes joining up and like it's not LeBron D. It's not Kevin Durant, Steph Curry <laughs> joining up. Clay Thompson, it's not that. It's not. Let's it's preface it, and it's not an all. This is not an all-time team, right? We're probably not going to remember this team in the history books when we're talking about the NBA. At least at this, you know, who knows? They could go on to win three titles. They win a championship. Yeah, they yeah. could go on to win a few titles. But like at this point in time, it's like just looking at it. It's probably like, okay. won't. Probably won't. But there, there you go. Not one that I'm booking that we're going to be remembering for a long time. But, but like you said, people are calling it a super team. You have that much talent. I mean. You have Chris Paul, who some people think is a top five point guard of all time. I don't think so, but some people regard him that highly. You got uh, Devin Devin Booker, who's a top three shooting guard in basketball right now. I don't know where exactly he's a top three shooting guard in basketball, top three at his position right now. Top two, top one, whatever you want to put him, he's top three. Then you have Kevin Durant, who's a top 15 player of all time. To go DeAndre Ayton, who was a former number one overall pick. You guys like – expectations come pressure comes let me ask you let let me ask you this when you have a team like that is it title or bust is it title or bust i don't think so i think if this team ends up playing together this same core for multiple seasons and they don't win a title out of that then i think it would be a bust but for this season a mid-season move for kevin durant to go out there I don't think the expectations have to be a championship. To me, if all these players are healthy, they have to get to the Western Conference Finals. They have to be competitive. So that's kind of what you think is the expectation this season, Western Conference Final. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get a little more chemistry, I feel like, in order to be an NBA champion. I agree. We saw the Heatles, as we call them, right? First, they spent an entire season together. They couldn't get it done in the NBA Finals, though they were, you know, the far better team. Or they had more star power, I say, on on their side of the court. I agree. It shouldn't be title or bust. It shouldn't be title or bust. But, but if you're, you're telling me if Chris Paul, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Aiden are all on the floor for the entirety of the postseason of, of the Suns postseason, you don't think they should win the West or win the NBA finals? You're telling me those four guys are playing every single game? You're telling me those Not four guys? Not if everybody else is healthy. Not if everybody else is healthy. I think if the Warriors are healthy, I think I would pick the Warriors. Oh, I like that take. Again, this is not a Warriors convo. I'm not going to go crazy about Golden State, but I don't think the Warriors are going to be fully healthy. This might not be our year. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) A dynasty has its up and downs, you guys. You you take your punches. You take them and you go. and You give them and you take them. Either way. I don't know. It kind of is a, a title or bust for me. It kind of is. If you have all those guys on the floor, I feel like they sh- they should go on. But as you said, there th- there are outliers. There are things that go into this. Like maybe what twenty games left in the regular season, and now they're playing their first game together. Probably not going to go win a title after you do something like that. These guys have never played together. That matters. That's why I'm not going to be you know unreasonable. But I just think that as long as those guys are all on the floor, I still think they they are going to be held to that standard. That's kind of my point. I think they're going to be held to that standard, but I agree. I think the Western Conference Finals should be where the Phoenix Suns, I would understand them going out in the Western Conference Finals. Like, hey, they made it there. They fell to the Warriors. They fell to Denver, who is the number one seed this year. Like, I, you understand that, right? Yeah. Yeah, but if this team goes out and loses in the first round. Oh, done. I'm going I'm, I'm to be hating a lot. I'm going to be hating and the entire Suns franchise. Oh, a hundred percent. Chris Paul, you don't, you don't want to hear the things. I can't wait to say them, but I'm trading Deandre Ayton. I'm trading Chris Paul. I'm keeping uh, Devin Booker. I'm keeping Kevin Durant. 
and I'm revamping the entire roster because I have those guys under contract for the foreseeable future. So if I go out before the conference finals, if I don't even make it to the conference finals this year, because the West is that wide open, you got teams like the Kings and the Grizzlies, even like, come on, like you got teams where you can get to a conference final. You can get to a conference final. That should be the expectation. I think that's a great point, Tanner. And if they don't get there, I am blowing it up outside of Durant and Booker because those guys are under contract for quite some time. And But, man, they need it this year, don't they? Like, think about it. This year is almost like the year. Yeah, this the is West, one of the best years because like, the West is a little like, more open than it normally is. Like, who's going to beat them? Is it Denver? Like, who? I, I like Denver a lot. We're going to talk about Jokic in a minute. But is it Denver? Is it the Warriors who have been injured all season long, all season long, and don't play any defense anymore? Like, and the young guys aren't stepping up. Is it going to be the Clippers who two players aren't ever healthy in the playoffs? Are they finally going to be healthy in the playoffs? Are they, is, is Russell Westbrook going to solve their point guard situation? Like, there's so many questions in the Western Conference where if you look at the Phoenix Suns, it's like, there aren't any other teams in the Western Conference that we love right now. So, you know, there really isn't a better time than now for Phoenix to capitalize, go on a run. So I see the title or bust. Um, but again, let's keep it in the Western Conference. Okay, it's enough about the Phoenix Suns. I talk enough about Phoenix. You know, a team I don't love talking about dating back to, I think, even two seasons ago. So let's move on. Talk about another team that, oh, what do you know, is also no fun to talk about, but... We talked about them in length last week, had some pretty bold statements. We got to revisit this. Man, you got to be kidding me. After what we said about the Lakers last week, they're going to make the playoffs. We love what they did at the trading deadline. Now LeBron James to miss significant time. We don't know when he's going to be back on the floor with this foot injury. And and what do you know? It sounds, it sounds about right, right? He could miss... A couple of weeks right now, they're about a half a game back from the 10 seed. They just beat the Mavs on Sunday, though. Don't know if you were able to catch that game. That was a, a pretty great showing from them outside of LeBron Braun and AD. They didn't play great, but the supporting cast did, which has not been the story of the team at all this season. So let me ask you this. Do you think without LeBron James now for maybe a couple of weeks, this Laker team can survive and still make the play-in tournament? I guess it's possible that they could stay around, get the 10 seed, but the reports today make it sound like LeBron wouldn't even be back for that. So I can't. And this team isn't even in contention right now. They're not even in the 10 seed right now with LeBron. So I don't think they're going to get better. I agree. I don't. That's what they're gonna have. They're gonna have to go over five hundred in the time that he's been that, that he misses. When have they ever done that? When have they ever been even around five hundred when when LeBron misses time? That doesn't happen. Probably not going to happen. I don't know. The only chance for me was, and I think for you as well, the only chance was that if LeBron was healthy, if LeBron James yeah. was not injured, if LeBron was playing, I think maybe there were twenty three games left. Like is what we were saying. If he played. 19 maybe out of the 23 games, 20 out of the 23. Maybe he can miss five. Maybe he misses five total game. Maybe he plays 18, whatever. But you can't miss 15 out of the 23. You can't miss 10 out of the 23. Like you can't be doing stuff like that. Your team's not going to make the postseason. D'Angelo Russell twisted his ankle a couple last week, so he hasn't been playing either. I think he's set to play on Friday, but they're unsure. We know it. And then what does it come down to? Like, I like Vanderbilt. I like Beasley. I like, I, they actually have already played fantastic a couple of games. Those two players, they've, they've already gotten them a couple of wins. But is that enough? Like, and then, and then it comes down to Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, the guy I have the least amount of faith in, like in the NBA. You know? Yeah. A guy that just a few years ago, though, people were saying he was better than all those other big men in the NBA. He's better than Giannis. He's better than Embiid. He's better than Jokic. That was a discussion. And that's not been the discussion ever since because he's played at the level or not played at the level that he is not in the conversation with those guys. Mm -hmm. No, exactly. He's, he's nowhere near the level of a Giannis, a Joel Embiid. Those guys, we're talking the MVPs of the league or talk or conversation. But he's great. 
He's he has good. flashes where he is. Yeah, yeah. So. The flashes are very good. He'll have a night on a Tuesday night where it's like, hey, that was a really good showing from Anthony Davis. Wow. And then when you really need him the most to stay healthy to right now, like right now, like you need Anthony Davis the most right now to stay healthy, to, to be that guy. You think he's going to do it? No. No, I don't either. I don't think he's going to do it either. So I'm bailing on this Laker team because – I'm not putting right now. You're putting your faith in Anthony Davis pretty much and D'Angelo Russell, but it's like, who knows when he's going to be playing next. D'Angelo Russell is not a caliber player to will your team to the postseason. Nice complimentary piece. Nice point guard for you, but it comes down to Anthony Davis. And like, like I said, the last player I have faith in, in the NBA. So we went from the 23 most important games of LeBron's career to LeBron's missing significant time. We don't know when he's going to be on the floor again. Back to the same old Lakers, right? That was a fun week. That was a fun week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Post-trade deadline and all-star break, Los Angeles Lakers were something something special. They were special. Yeah, that, that classic. <laughs> that classic. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a tell your kids about it. Yeah, that one week, man. Those Lakers were really looking when Vanderbilt locked up Luka Doncic that one time. <laughs> man, it was something special. The right? world stopped. Where were you? It went, honestly, where was I? I think I was at home, probably playing Madden or something with it on behind me or something. Probably, probably exactly what was going on. <sighs> so, so really quickly though, because I don't. We talked a lot about them last week. We're not going to do it too much right now. Lakers, you think they make the play in? You think they make it? I'm saying they don't because they weren't even with it with LeBron. I'm saying this, this is an 11, 12 seed team. If, unless he comes back in a week, unless he comes back in one week. I'm going to say if Anthony Davis also stays healthy and he plays all these games, then yes, I think they do make it. All right. If the play in like 10th seed. Yeah. 10th, it's not much. If, if, if he misses a bunch of time though, I definitely don't think this Lakers team is going to, I'm betting on that too. I bet Anthony Davis misses a handful of games going forward as well. He's going to get tripped up and he's going to be ah, holding on to one of his legs and out for a week and a half, two weeks. There you go. So I'm not buying it. You kind of are drinking the Kool-Aid still. I like it. Let's see if they get into it. He's still got, I see the cup back there really quickly. Okay. Really quickly. I almost feel like a personal responsibility uh, ability here. I can't talk. I can't talk. To to come on the microphone and defend my guy, a guy I've said deserved to win an MVP last year, and I think the year before that, Nikola Jokic, right? It's time for the battle of the triple double, my friend. And you've been hearing it too. You've been hearing all the talk. Have, like like Nikola Jokic is averaging a triple double. Like, why is he getting all this praise? Why should he be in the MVP conversation again when when Russell Westbrook did it? You know, we bashed it. It was stat padding. It you know, it was not a great thing. Barring the one season he did it, we kind of looked down upon it going forward because of the inefficiency that we saw on the floor. Correct, right? That that's that that was yeah. the situation. So what's the difference is what we've been hearing. What's the difference between Jokic and Westbrook? We've heard stat padding from Kendrick Perkins today. That's a new thing. Jokic is stat padding. He's out there stat padding. He's doing exactly what Russell Westbrook was doing a couple of years ago. Okay, let's look at their their two MVP or their two triple-double seasons. Okay, Westbrook's done it like four times, but we'll look at his the first time he did it when he won the MVP, right? The best His best season, you would say, right? That's probably yeah. his best season. Yeah, for sure. 31 points. 10 assists and 10 rebounds for, for Westbrook. For Jokic, 25, 10, and 11. Westbrook averages more points, comparable everywhere you know everywhere else. 42% from the floor for Russell Westbrook. 34% from the three and 84% from the free throw line. Solid percentage from the free throw line. But this guy is barely clearing 40% from the floor and 45% from two-point range. So... That's when the inefficiency comes around, right? The inefficiency. That, that's the word you're going to keep hearing from me here. 42% is not an efficient number for a guard to shoot. So that's the first one to jump off the table. In comparison to Nikola Jokic, who's averaging a triple-double 
on 63% from the floor in comparison to 42%. We're jumping up 20% in, in field goal percentage, which is significant, folks. This is very significant. Five percentage points is significant, let alone 20. So we're going from 42 to 63, from 34 from the three-point land to nearly 40. Okay, from 34 to nearly 40, 39.8. And then both are shooting about 82, 84 from the free throw line. And then the center, right? The center is averaging 67% from two point range in comparison to Russell Westbrook, who also lives in the paint, also is basically a center who's six foot three with what he, with, with, with his style of play. So Jokic is better. Inside the paint, he's, he's better from two-point range. We know Westbrook's not a three-point shooter, so he's better from two-point range, which, which, like I said, he's supposed to be good at. No, Jokic is better there. He's better at three-point. And then turnovers, right? He's got 10 assists per game. Russell Westbrook does 10 assists. That's really good. He's turning the ball over almost six times a game, five and a half times a game. So every two assists, he's turning the ball over. Two assists, turnover. Two assists, turnover. Nikola Jokic, three and a half turnovers per game. It's just, and then, and then to top it all off, his team is undefeated. His team, the, the Denver Nuggets are undefeated when, when Nikola Jokic has a triple double. We know Westbrook's team, again, not saying talent wise, he definitely didn't have a, as good a team, but Westbrook was, I think, had about four, uh, had about a 40 win season, a 45, 44 game win season. He wins more, he's more efficient. That's the difference. So there you go. I, I'm sorry for a little rant. That's the difference. Tanner, do you agree with what I said? There we go. Yeah, I definitely agree with pretty much everything that you said. It's no Russell Westbrook slander. Russell Westbrook is a great all-time player, but Nikola Jokic is having a better season than Russell Westbrook ever has had. He, The things that speak to me are the less turnovers – on the same amount of assists. But two and to the, three less turnovers. And, and and he's having a better season. He's the one seed in the West. Russell one Westbrook was never, that, was never that. So yeah, those two things combined, I feel like you know, it, it, that just shows you enough to say it's not comparable before you go and even talk about field goal percentage. Yeah, it's just like five turnovers a game to three turnovers a game. Same assists, right? So better turnover to assist ratio. As a center. As a center, which is unheard of for a center to have 10 assists per game. It's absolutely unheard of for a center, a point center is what we call him, right? He's the, I think I said this last year, like he's the true unicorn. We call Porzingis that, we call other players unicorns, like it's Nikola Jokic. Yeah. He's, he's doing something no one else has ever done at this size or very, uh, very rare at anyone else has, has ever done. And so how can you say it's stat padding? It's like my big thing. I just don't see it, right? I just don't see it. His team is winning. Some people are very desperate to get clicks. I guess their, that's the thing, man. I guess Kendrick Perkins needs to tweet me back. He's got to tweet me back already because I got some fire things coming at him. But 63% from the floor and 67% from two, like that is just – and then 40% from three. <laughs> like, that is insanely from a seven-footer. That's crazy. Let's not compare these two guys, right? It's no diss on Russell Westbrook. He, if you, if you want to compare the two, it is. Okay, I am going to diss Russell Westbrook, but that is not the goal, like Tanner said. That is not the goal here. It's simply showing how one player is a far more efficient player than the other. Westbrook's season was also great. It's Westbrook's season was not- more historical. It was historical, just, way more just historical. Not, just not as good as it wasn't as Nicole efficient. It wasn't as efficient. You're not going to win as many games. That's what I like as a basketball fan, as a, te- as a fan of a team. That's what I want my team to do, my players to be like. So there you go. Russell Westbrook, no hate. Nikola Jokic is that guy. And we talked about this last week. Doesn't mean he deserves to win the MVP this year. No. He's not our, should be MVP. He's not our pick for MVP. Let's preface that. We are not saying he deserves to be the three-time MVP. Yeah, Giannis is our guy this year, but let's give Jokic some love. This guy is doing something we've almost never seen before, and do not compare him to one of the most inefficient players we've seen in recent history in Russell Westbrook. There we go. He's the complete opposite. I say we take a break, my friend. Come back. 
And not too far from me, Windy City, Chicago, they got some decisions to make. Huh? They got some decisions to make. Big ones, to say the least, they got some big ones. So that's Tanner. I'm Casey. We're going to take a short break, come back, talk all things NFL draft. Keep it right here. We'll be right back. All right, and welcome back. Like we said in the first half of the show, let's transition to the NFL. Okay, the NFL draft, not too far away from us. We're getting closer and closer. And not too many people know about the NFL draft. The Bears have the number one overall pick, for those of you who don't know. Okay, the Bears have the number one overall pick. And Chicago has, to say the least, some decisions to make. They went 3-14 and last year. A quarterback is rumored to be the top prospect. Tanner? What's going through your mind right now thinking about, you know, Chicago has this, yet they need to rebuild so many different areas of their team. What do you think the play is here at number one? Yes, yeah, so Chicago's in a really unique position where almost every number one team needs the quarterback and almost every draft, the number one prospect is a quarterback. Yeah, right. The draft is the case this year. The number one prospect is a quarterback. Most likely Bryce Young will go number one overall. The only people that I think could take that mantle from him would be another quarterback. Mm -hmm. So I think a quarterback is going to go early. Like number one overall. Now Chicago has a decision to make. Do they want to trade down out of that pick, which is – I think probably the most likely option is Chicago trades down somewhere within the top 10. So they could still get a top 10 pick. And they also pick up maybe a first and a second round pick next year for that pick to move down just a few spots because they already have their quarterback, a team like India a team, like Atlanta, a team like Carolina slides up to go get the quarterback that they want Bryce young or one of those other guys. I think that's the most likely option. Okay. But they could also say, hey, Bryce Young is a better prospect than Justin Fields was. He's two years earlier on a rookie deal. Cheaper. We yeah. could, people, a lot of people really like what Justin Fields has done in the NFL. A lot of people, I think, would look at Justin Fields and want to bring him in. We'll talk about it in – that at the end of the show, how many teams need a quarterback? Yeah, I'm sure one of those teams would love to have it filled with Justin Fields. I'm sure they could trade Justin Fields and get a bunch of first round picks and just take Bryce Young if you like Bryce Young more. That is another option that they could do. I don't think they will because you have already seen Justin Fields play on an NFL field, you know, there is extreme talent there and he can be good we saw right. flashes of it this year right. but on a terrible team I think, the most li- I think the most likely option is you trade the pick you slide down a few picks you still take one of those top tier defensive players whether that be a Jalen Carter or a Will Anderson and then you just keep Justin Fields and you know you got more first-round picks coming to build around them. I think that is the most likely option. What would you do? I'd take I'd take Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young's better than Justin Fields. <laughs> so but. you would you would take the second option probably then. Yeah. Okay. I would, but like, but I don't know if he's if you if you're getting the same return in a trade for right. Justin Fields as you are Bryce Young, then I would take Bryce Young in a vacuum. But and I think Justin Fields probably has a little higher trade value than the number one pick would have right now. So that might sway my opinion a little bit. I think Justin Fields is very good. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like everything you just said. As they go. So yeah, Bryce Young, clearly the rumor number, number one overall pick. They just don't need him unless they want him. Unless they want him. Like <laughs> if they want him, they can have him. And then they can move, move, as you said, move Justin Fields and make it work at, you know, in other places. I just think I'm a believer. Okay, I am a Justin Fields believer, so I would be taking the first route where I'm trading that first overall pick. I'm getting as much as I possibly can. Can I get Devontae Adams? What can I get? What is the ceiling? Okay, what can I get for this? The the, the pick of the litter, the pick of the draft. And I'm cool keeping a guy in Justin Fields who showed real promise as a runner, as a leader. 
the fan base, the organization, the, the players, they bought in the fields, man. Like he's their guy. You can even tell fans, I'm a big Twitter guy. You are too. It seems like they're, they want Justin Fields. They're not. No, all the Bears fans that love Justin Fields. Yeah. Like they're not all like, Hey, let's go get Bryce Young. Let's go get Bryce Young. They are a hundred percent or at least, you know, 75, 80, 90%. They're riding with Justin barring a huge return. Maybe they could get right, Maybe. Right. So that says something about the guy. He's got an NFL starting quarterback size body. Okay, that matters. The size, the body, that's a big factor in today's NFL. Where he plays in Chicago, I think where, where you play, it's a factor. I would keep Justin Fields. I think it's a waste of a number on number one overall pick if you don't trade back as well. Then if you're keeping Fields and, and you're not taking Bryce Young, it's an absolute waste of a number one overall pick this year because you said there's not like a this guy's probably get that guy at three or four. Yeah, so go back to three or four, right? So it's a waste if you don't. This team needs a lot of help. Offensive line, defensive line, receiving core are the first things to come to mind, right? And those are the most three most important things to the NFL, and besides quarterback, which they supposedly have. Very likely, every single position, like their last priority right now, would be quarterback. But that's just the way the NFL draft is. Right. That's like technically, like you said, the last thing they should be looking at. But if they want him, they can have him. That's kind of just where we're at right now. But things I'm looking at, you know, you said the three or four, you could get their guy, maybe whoever they're going to get, they keep Justin Fields. You, you talk to Indianapolis because Ursay has already come out publicly and said, hey, I like that, uh, that Alabama kid. He's already said that publicly. So, you know, he's into that number one overall pick. You know, he wants a quarterback with that selection. You know, he likes the guy who said to go number one overall. You slide back to four. You get the cold second round pick as well because you traded yours away to get Chase Claypool. Maybe get some future additional picks. That's not a solid hole. I would love to get a play now, you know, a plug and play player as well. That's why like, I would love it if I could like, if I could call Las Vegas and get, I know you were leaning more Devontae Adams. I just think that's too, I just think that's such a big swing. I, I think Darren Waller, the seventh overall pick, Hunter Renfro, and, and in a future, a couple future firsts. I think that could interest me as well. But you can't just select a, uh, D tackle or an offensive lineman number one overall, right? Like yeah, yeah. As good as Jalen Carter and Will Anderson are, they're not pick over Bryce Young and because you can get more. Uh, and yeah, because you could you know? get, like I said, you could get those guys at three or four. You could go down to two with the Texans. So the Texans come up and Let's then they, one. they mm-hmm. and they feel like they don't have to worry about someone else coming up and taking their guy. Mm-hmm. I think you could be. I think we could see that happen. It's a quick swap down to two. Yeah. yeah, Texans get their guy at quarterback, or Texans go defense maybe, and wait, wait, wait out till no, next year's quarterback. Right? You think they get one this no. year? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think Texans are definitely drafting a quarterback. So you think, so you think one and two are quarterbacks? Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like it. I think it's a smart. Thing. I think they should draft a quarterback as well. So talking about teams that need quarterbacks. Okay. Well. We can get that to teams that need quarterbacks, okay? I was also looking in the top 10 even, Atlanta, Carolina, Seattle. Like, those are other teams I'm even looking at. It's like, okay, what do they have to offer as well as their picks? Because it depends where your guy is and who your guy is, right? If your guy is, you know, maybe you you can't go past three. Maybe if you go down to nine, eight, or even five, you're not going to get the guy you initially wanted. But maybe you get some additional things there, right? So, there are, there are multiple teams that need a quarterback that I could see making a move up to number one. Like I said, Atlanta, Carolina, Seattle. But like, there's like a million teams in the NFL, and there's only 32. There's a million teams right now that need a quarterback. You know? Yeah, like like 15. Half the league, right? We're talking pretty close. We're talking almost 50 percent of 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 the of the teams in the NFL probably could need a quarterback this off season. One of those. Green Bay Packers. Okay. Green Bay Packers. One of them could, they could already have their guys sitting on the bench as well. Right. They, they very well could have their guy. I think that's kind of the plan or the guy that is in every headline is, as you said, crawled out of his cave today or yesterday or something like that. They have him, right. They're paying him 60, 50 you know, million dollars next season. So, you know, they want to figure out what's going on with him. They got growing concerns with Aaron Rodgers. Is he going to come back? Reports coming out that all options are on the table for them, Aaron Rodgers, and the Packers. 
Do you buy this? Like, are you buying this for like the third straight year? Yeah, I'm pretty unentertained. If this was the first year, I would be significantly more invested in where Aaron Rodgers was going to end up. I think it's Green Bay or I think it's retirement. I don't personally think he's going anywhere else. No, I don't think he's going to force his way anywhere either. I think, and I don't, you know, and, I, and I think he's going to play because he's going to make sixty million dollars, and who's not going to play football for sixty million dollars? He loves the Sorry. game of football. It's like he doesn't, you know what I mean? It's like go play the game you love and go make sixty million dollars doing it. Yeah, so it's that's a tough task. Oh man, poor, poor me having to do that. What I would do though. If I were the Green Bay Packers, but they don't have a GM, so they really can't do this or an owner or whatever, or, they, or an owner or whatever the heck they don't have. They don't have an owner. That's it. They don't have an owner, I don't think, right? The community or something owns it. The city, I think. The city. It's like, oh, let's all, all go vote for what to do with, with Rodgers this offseason, whatever. This team is not a contender, right? Like last season, I said at the, before, at the beginning of the year, we kind of came around towards the end. Like this is not a contending roster once you trade away Devontae Adams you're missing something huge offensively. That, not the that, way it's currently constructed. No, it's not a yeah, Super Bowl contending. Yeah, the team right now is not. That's what, that was, that's what I was looking for. So what I would do is I would trade Aaron Rodgers because if Aaron Rodgers comes back next year at his $60 million cap, it, I don't think we're winning a Super Bowl, okay? And it's the same result if he doesn't come back and if he does in my eyes. So what I do is I call the Las Vegas Raiders, whose head coach needs a quarterback, needs to win now with the roster they have put together and say, hey, give me your seventh overall pick. I gave you my quarterback. And, you know, other details are probably going to get other other draft picks as well for a guy like Aaron Rodgers. But that's what I'm doing. I'm getting a haul. I'm calling Las Vegas. I'm rolling with Jordan Love because is it is it truly worth another year of, okay, maybe you get 10, 11 wins next season? Like, like do you – Maybe just start the rebuild now and get yourself a seventh overall pick you didn't know ordinarily have. That's what I would do. Yeah, I hate the idea of rebuilding in the NFL because you never know what that talent's going to turn into, and then you just get stuck in a continuous cycle of mediocrity. But, but it's Rogers. Like Tampa Bay Buccaneers were their entire career, and the Packers have just habitually not been that. And I don't think they want to be that. They're not the type of franchise that says, "Hey, let's rebuild." No, but Jordan Love, I feel like, I don't know. Or, or, or you, you have to feel some type of way about him. If you know he can play, I do this. If I know Jordan Love can play for at least a season, I'm, I'm rolling with this. But what if he can't? Then, then I'm keeping him. It, it, it hinges on Jordan Love. If Jordan Love can play, I don't, I don't even bother. I don't, I don't bother with Aaron Rodgers anymore. I trade him, I get a haul, and I roll with the young guy who, who I'm sorry, you wasted all, all the, the nice young uh, you know, cheap, inexpensive years of a young quarterback you wasted of Jordan Love. So now you're going to have to pay him. So either you roll with a $60 million quarterback, okay, or and, and then you maybe lose Jordan Love because he might want to trade this year is the report. If he's, not, if he's not starting, he wants to trade. Or where's he going to go? Yeah. I, you said there's 15 teams. We said there's 15 teams out Jordan there. Jordan Love is one of those top guys. I don't know. There's 15 teams, and I think there's a few that would take a risk on him. We, got, we saw Sam Darnold get a couple chances. I think John or Jordan Love, who we really haven't even seen play, and has potential, a first-round pick. I think people would want a former first-round pick who hasn't played much. I, I do. So I got decisions to make. I'm paying – I'm giving him a cheap contract for a couple years – I am moving on from Aaron Rodgers because at the very, at the best, at best, I get one more year with this guy. I get one more year with this guy, and I don't think it's going to be a great year anyway. We just missed the playoffs. I think we might miss him again. The Lions are getting better. The Vikings won't drop off. I, yeah, I'm, it, I'm yeah, doing that all day. All day. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to win the Super Bowl. And if you're getting. Only one season, you might as well get something in return for that. If if he'll go one if he'll season go. of, but but yeah. it's got to be a place that Aaron Rodgers agrees to go to. Yeah, you're not does. gonna be able to trade him to Washington. Houston, Houston. He's not <laughs> Houston, going to Houston. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. He's gonna have to go to uh Las Vegas. It's the seventh overall pick, and that's gotta be the, a good situation. That that's what I'm thinking, but it's probably not gonna happen. He's gonna end up. With the Packers next year, they're going to win 10 games. And then am I going to retire? Am I going to play again? Not not today. Not on this show. 
we're not doing it. There, there's our Packers. There's our Aaron Rodgers uh, bit for the year because we really haven't talked much about them since the season stopped or anything like that, right? So really but, quickly, though, a lot of teams, we talked about the quarterback market. I mentioned Jordan Love. I think I think there will be a market for him. Talk about that market a little bit because I think I think there's like 15, 14 teams that could, could yeah. want a quarterback. Yeah, there are so many teams that I think are thinking about making an upgraded quarterback or for sure will be changing quarterbacks this next season. Yeah. Uh, those teams include the Jets. I think that is a for sure move. You know, the Titans, I can't see them staying with Tannehill for another year. Maybe they bring in just another vet to battle him in camp. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. They could bring in like a Brissett or something like Bridgewater's that. Bridgewater's out there. To try to like push him. The Colts, I think, are for sure going to be in the quarterback market. I can't see them. Oh, we know they are. Yeah. Yeah, I can't see them rolling with Sam Ellinger. No, Jim Irsay. So it's a quarterback. Mm -hmm. The Texans, I think, are for sure going to be moving on from Davis Mills. (laughs) The the Raiders have one quarterback under roster, and it's Gabers. Oh, it's it's not Stidham. Is Stidham not under contract anymore? Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. So – and then the commanders who obviously just cut Carson Wentz. So yep. they are moving on. Yeah. The Tampa, yeah. Bay Buc- the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They just had a pretty good quarterback leave. <laughs> they good. could roll with a young guy. They could try to go get another veteran to try to make another playoff push. The Panthers, the saints, the Falcons, the entire NFC South, I think needs a quarterback. Yeah. I don't know if any of those teams are going to have the same starting quarterback as last year, nah. could see the Falcons roll with Desmond Ritter. It'll be an interesting situation. Yeah, and then there's a few teams that could be changing quarterbacks. I think the Packers see either Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love. The Ravens could be moving on from Lamar Jackson. That is oh, a possibility. Gosh. I don't think it'll happen. I do think he plays for Baltimore this year. Mm-hmm. The okay. Giants, kind of a similar situation with Daniel Jones. I think the Giants will probably. St- be where Daniel Jones plays next year. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't, they'll need a new quarterback. The 49ers could possibly be in the quarterback market. Again, they're always rumored. Mm-hmm. And then the Seahawks, they haven't brought back Geno Smith yet. I th- We think it's going to be Geno Smith. But it could be one of those rookies. Could be a veteran. There's so many question marks at quarterback. I saw Pete Carroll in Indianapolis, man. Yeah, I bet he's. <laughs> I bet he's looking for a little quarterback himself. I bet he's, you know, doing doing his due diligence over these next, uh, you know, few weeks, month or so, or how far we've been? A couple, two months from the draft, two months. Oh yeah, it's the uh, first weekend in May. I think it's yeah. So a couple months away, or a couple months away. I I think it would be a mistake not to draft a because if you're Seattle, I know you need, you know, there's several positions you can point out, but quarterback has got to be it's like moving forward geno smith is not the answer i'm cool bringing him back for a year or two but you got to think about drafting a quarterback with that fifth overall pick as well so then you know you're looking at you know you're looking at who drops you basically who drops number five who's gonna go one two three who's gonna go one two who's gonna go to five but yeah seattle is definitely one that i haven't thought too much about but since you said that kind of sparked something for me how many teams was that? Like 15, you said? 16? That is, that is 15 teams I mentioned. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there's there's only 32 in the NFL, so almost at 50%. Mm-hmm. Wow. NFL could look vastly different next season. A lot of movement could be happening. There's a decent amount. Like, it's not a great free agent quarterback market, but it's it's a lot of, like, but it's deep. It's a lot of transitional guys. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that you would want on your roster. Like there's there's plenty of guys. Are like, okay, yeah. Like if you are the, I don't know, Seahawks and you can't get Geno Smith to come back. If you're the Panthers, if you're the Saints, there's a lot of guys out there. The Bucks, the Bucks. How do I get there? The Bucks. The Bucks are the perfect example. There's a lot of guys out there. If you want to, you know, not take too far a drop off and kind of stay somewhat where you are with too too dramatic a drop off. There are a lot of quarterbacks like Jimmy Garoppolo, stuff like that out there. Garoppolo to Tampa. I don't know. No. I don't know. Let's see. No. Let's say you guys, you guys are like 60 mil over the cap or something. You guys are right now. Like it's crazy. 
at this rate, you guys aren't signing anybody. You guys aren't signing anybody. At this like rate. the same amount over the cap as the Saints were last year. Yeah, the as the Saints were last year. To, the Saints still managed to work around it. All right. So I'm not that worried about it. All right. We'll see. We did cut Leonard Fournette today mm-hmm. to try to make some room. I think we're going to cut Donovan Smith to make some room. So two guys that, unfortunately, I think were a little past their prime years. So. Mm-hmm. Time to go. Makes sense. Yep. We saw Fournette. It was about time to go. We'll see if he gets picked and two up. Two guys that look very similar. Bald head, beard. Sometimes when I see pictures of them, like Bucks fans will always be like, when Leonard Fournette was, you know, showed up to camp fat, they're like, you can't tell me this isn't Donovan Smith. <laughs> yeah, and playing running back. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw stuff like that too. But really quickly, you were telling me uh, there's a fight this weekend you're looking forward yeah. to. Yeah, John Jones fights his first fight in course, course, course. three yeah. years. The best UFC fighter of all time makes his return against Cyril Gain. His It's going to be his first fight at heavyweight. Cyril Gain is a great, great fighter. Uh, had a decently good fight with Francis Ngannou, the former UFC heavyweight champion. So in John Jones' first fight, he's fighting – Maybe the top heavyweight in the UFC right now after Ngannou's left. So you got a prediction? Yeah, John Jones is gonna win. I'm taking your boy. He's never, right? he's never lost. He's never lost. Yeah, he's never lost a real fight. He lost one fight from DQ. I, I until I see John Jones lose, I refuse to believe it's possible. No, I like it, man. I like the confidence. Check that out this weekend. Really quickly, I don't know. Tanner and I unsure if we're going to have an episode next week. We're about 60, 40, 75% that we are, but there is a possibility. No episode next week. Announcement. I don't think I've said this in the podcast yet, Tanner. I am in the midst of a move to Joplin, Missouri, where Tanner used to live, actually. I've accepted a position as a reporter and an anchor uh, to be on a a TV news station out there for an ABC and NBC affiliate. So I'm super excited. I'm going to be on TV, and I'm going to be in Tanner's old stomping ground. So fun announcement there. I'm moving this weekend. I start next week. I'm super excited. I'm really looking forward to it. But with the move, I'm unsure right now if we're going to have one, but we're like 60, 40, 70% sure we're going to have one for you guys, but want to throw that out there and a little announcement. Yeah. I'm going to be on TV here coming up soon in Southern East. Is it West? Southwest Missouri, Southwest Missouri. I would say Western. Yeah. Southwest Missouri. There you go. Not a couple hours from Kansas city, right? Roughly a couple hours from Kansas city. So looking forward to it. Tanner probably has more, you know, or more than I know about the city of Joplin, you know, just, of this little piece of his brain knows more than I do, but I'm going to learn. I'm going to get there. And uh, it's crazy, right? Pretty crazy. It, it is a very small world. I'm going where you went to college and uh, he's been helpful, helped me throughout the whole process and stuff, guys. But that's what's going on with me. We'll, we'll, we'll keep you guys posted on the whole process, what's happening next week and stuff. But not too much happening in sports. You know, we're getting to the end of the NBA season so close to so many cool things. Like I said, we got that fight this weekend. We got yeah. NBA games out the wazoo. We got conference championship tournaments starting in college basketball. Soon we'll be talking about March Madness. And then right when that tournament gets over, you go right in the NBA playoffs. And then your NBA playoffs go until you're halfway through the summer. And next thing you know, we got football season. Yeah, we're hyped. We're going to keep you guys pretty much. It's pretty much football season. Yeah, it's fine, you know, and, you know, drafts not too far away. Free agency's coming up really shortly. Keep it locked on. A lot of fun stuff coming. Go follow us on Twitter to keep to stay updated. Dudes talking underscore pod on Instagram. Dudes underscore talking underscore sports. Leave us a comment and review a rating. Whenever the platform you're listening on allows any feedback would be greatly appreciated from us. Tanner, next week when we talk, being Joplin. Good luck on the move. Be safe. Appreciate it, man. Talk to you next week. That's Tanner. I'm Casey. We'll see you guys then. All right. What's going on, guys? You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. Your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman. 
alongside my co-host Tanner Filed. going to be it for this week's episode of the Deuce Talking Sports. Sounds good. Deuce Talking Sports. Sports.